We plant intentions on the new moon and we kind of start developing a new version of ourselves. And then the full moon is the time to like go out and show that version to the world. It's a time to integrate that new energy into your being. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realize it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. Should have heard our conversations right before this. (laughs) It's so funny when That's Chris, where all the juice when was. Chris and I get together. It's like we catch up right before we mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. So we're running all day, talking about the podcast all day, and then talking we get about, like a slice of time. Yep, to catch up on everything: food, fun, travel, boys, yeah, <laughs> love, love, everything that shit. makes us live, laugh, and love. <laughs> Talking and about really my, pissed off. <laughs> literally, me and Justin are going to Japan. We were going to Japan in May, and we now have to reschedule our trip because he has a work conference. So obviously, I'm not taking it lightly, and I'm pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, anything that like a cool girl would do, I'm not doing. <laughs> You're like, I'm cool 99.9 percent of the time. Literally, it was crazy though. Like he was like, I so I have this work conference, and I flipped. I was like, ah. If I'm doing something, I'm doing something, period, the end. Yeah. No one is stopping me from doing what I'm doing. If you tell yeah. me I have a work conference, I'm sorry, I'm not going because I'm doing this thing already. Yeah. And I think boys think a little differently. You know what I mean? They're like work They're building matters. their kingdom. Yeah, building their kingdom. Good John Wineland reference. <laughs> you haven't listened? Go back to the John Wineland episode. You can learn about why boys go to work conferences over Japan with their girlfriend. <laughs> That'll give you a little bit of insight. Yeah, so- that's what's going on with me. And that's what we were just talking about. <laughs> Love you, Justice. Now he wants to, you know, work hard for our family. I know. Whatever. I know. It's hard. YOLO. It's hard when you're like, so like you, you plan something and you're excited about it and like the littlest thing. I know. It's like, what? But actually it's kind of crazy. So I called to reschedule to like get an idea of how much the flight change would be. And on China Eastern, which is the flight we're taking from LA to Japan, our guys, our flight was $400 each, which is crazy. So we're looking for a flight that cheap, but it's kind of hard to find. But our flight, the flight change fee is $80 only. Really? $80 per person. So $160 total to change. $80 each is crazy. It's nothing. Isn't that nothing? I thought it was like a few hundred No, honestly, like American domestic is 200 Damn. Delta domestic is 200 Southwest is Southwest is free to change. But like, I was like, what? So there's like some crazy things with like international flights that like, wow, are like crazy. I don't know, just like crazy to know. So interesting. I'm learning that now as I'm trying to book my flight back from. Oh yeah, Morocco. you booked it. Yep. So this episode is coming out when I'm in Morocco. Um, Lindsay's on a camel. I'm on a camel. Um, they have camel rides, and it makes me sad. I've done it, and I it's fun, but like, it's like horses. Well, it's crazy the way they get down on the ground. 
Is it so hard it's for them to get up? Fucking the craziest thing that's ever happened. So they're double jointed. So they're on their like front <sighs> knees and then they kind of go down onto their knees. <sighs> so it's kind of like, it literally feels like the legs breaking. It's like, <clears throat> and then they're on their knees and then you can get off and on. It's crazy. I'll say sorry. They're not friendly either at all. That's what I've heard. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't be if someone was on my fucking back all day. Yeah. But I'm going to do it anyway, probably. Oh, yeah, you got to. <laughs> do, it for the, do it for the gram. Do it for the gram. Um, yeah. But don't do like riding elephants and stuff. That shit's fucked up. That is fucked. Well, I don't get how that's still happening. I know. Well, you know why? Because a lot of times they like lie to people. And they're like, they're saving the elephants yep. by riding them. And they say it's them. like sanctuaries and stuff or, you know, so you just have to be really careful with any of that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, go on vacation with me. I'll make your vacation not fun. <laughs> My sister, when we were in Bali, was like, first we're going to ride elephants and then we're going to like feed monkeys. I'm and like, we're gonna no, no, no. we're going to go to the world in Bali. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm, Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. We finally- Wow. We finally found- This is- a, Our astrologer queen. This one's a home fucking run. Get ready for this lady to pop up on every goddamn podcast that you've ever listened to I know. in your whole life. We're going to call it. Calling it. Sorry. <laughs> calling it. She is a fucking home run. Yeah. she. I honestly don't think she was born on this planet. And I mean that in the nicest way. Yeah, man. She, she is, knows everything. She is like- She's cool. One with what is going on in the universe. Like, yes. Galaxies in a grounded way. In a grounded man. way, she's so cool. She came over to our studio, and um, oh, should we like tell people? Yeah, I was just thinking. I'm like, like I guess her. Tell her she, she ha ho. <laughs> um, so yes, spirit daughter Jill Winterstein. If you follow her, you should follow her on Instagram. Jill founded Spirit Daughters. Uh, she has 20 plus years of yoga and astrology study. Uh, she began. Like John her, Hopkins. At Johns Hopkins, uh, her traditional path, um, studying neuroscience. Yeah. Um, which like makes sense, consciousness. Yeah. But she moved to Venice to study Chinese medicine. We'll talk about that transition. That's a big part of our conversation. And her uh, brand started with, she started uh, selling dream catchers. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman that she met in Bali uh, made these dream catchers and she just thought, Everyone should have these. It was yeah. so special to her. So she wanted to share those with the world. So she sold she sells dream catchers on her site from a magical woman in Bali. And then she also, as Lindsay was saying, is an expert in astrology and moon cycles and everything that has to do with that sort of realm. So with with the cosmos. So during this conversation, we talk about your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, what those mean, why they're important. We talk about you know, Mercury retrograde, Jupiter retrograde. Um, we talk about the importance of the moon, moon cycles. We talk a lot about like space. It's kind of just, mm-hmm. we go everywhere. But really, if there's anything that you want to know about astrology, this is like the perfect place to start. I was so happy with, you know, sort of how the flow of this conversation went and how Jill was able to answer every single question we have in such a grounded way. Yeah, and she's a she has her own workbooks which you can get every month, um, according to the moon cycle. Yes, which are really really cool. You can go onto our website spiritdaughter.com. I was working through it. It's it's got so much good information. Right? It's crazy she puts that out every month. I know mm-hmm. it's a lot of work, but she's so committed, so nice, and we're just so excited to share her with you. So join our secret Facebook group so we can chat about this one. Um, and if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps us 
A lot. So much. And connect with Jill at Spirit Daughter on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then in the secret Facebook group, we've been talking about this kind of stuff forever. So come join, have conversations with us. We will let you in if you request. I like oh, just like right that. and like behind a closed wall. That's amazing. <laughs> we're, we're recording, by the way. We just kind of jump oh, in because we'll okay. do a pre-recorded intro. But um, yeah, I saw that you were you have a place in, and you can adjust it. Like, kind of make it smaller. There we go. If you need to, there you a little peanut. You work. You're good. You got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Looks great. Um, good. Were you in Big Bear? Or where were you? Mammoth Mountain. Mammoth. Okay. Yeah. We so have beautiful. A place I was up there watching too. your stories. We do. So we kind of live uh, a dream. Two, in a dream at two places. Um, cool. We're back and forth. And uh, sometimes I just tell people like I don't live in LA because like I always have to plan stuff. Yeah. Um, so because we're like always in between uh, Mammoth and Los Angeles. And I'm so thankful so, you came today. Yeah, thank oh, you. Drove out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like so happy when you emailed. Because I was assuming, I was like, I think she's in LA, but yeah, I, I didn't exactly have a pinpoint of where it's you are. It's kind of cool to like not Nobody know is. where you are. I love that. Yeah. I think that's the so pressure cool. off. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to uh, somebody, another, um, uh, actually uh, Jill from Goddess Provisions. And we like oh. the first thing she asked me was like, are you a nomad? <laughs> Yes. yes. And you're like, maybe. You're like, if and it I gets me like, out of responsibilities, yes. <laughs> it's like, yes, kind, I am. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what's so cool about social media now and having like an online presence is that you can almost be anywhere. And like people might assume you're one place and you're not, but mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's fun. And I do the Astro Post, uh, like the talks, like every other day or something like that. And so like people can actually see where I am. And sometimes uh-huh. we go on like huge travel spurts. Um, mm. My fiance is a software engineer, so he literally oh. can work from anywhere and then I can work from anywhere. So, you know, we were like in Europe for a while and we're always doing like sailing adventures and Ugh, all kinds that. of stuff. And like, so people will be like, where, where are you? Like, where are you? <laughs> yeah. Like, where's Jill today? <laughs> my boyfriend's so. a software engineer too. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's a good yeah. balance. It's a really nice balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's no it's idea awesome. what you're doing. You don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, is I he know. into Here what you are. do? Like, oh, how is that? Totally into yeah. Oh, cool. Do. Yeah, he's like a million like time supportive. He actually edits all the books. Oh, so love that. Yeah, he edits it mostly for content. Um, the and books then, are beautiful. Oh, yeah, thank they you. Are. They're Who does the graphics? Stunning. Do you? Um, I design it, and then I have an illustrator. Okay. Uh, Rebecca Reitz, who's mm-hmm. in Colorado, and she does like the cover art and then a couple of the inside illustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do the actual design and then the photography as wow. well. So. It's so yeah, it's beautiful. Stunning. Thank you. And I love that it's so consistent. It's something I think um, I know a bunch of our people in our community use it and, and have bought it, but something so consistent like that, mm-hmm. it's it's very like comforting. I yeah. don't know why. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. To have yeah. something to turn to to explain kind of what's going on and Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, How did you can you can you talk to us about, you know, where this all started? Mm-hmm. How'd you become spirit daughter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us, girl. Tell us about the journey to becoming spirit daughter. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have a glass of wine? <laughs> yeah, literally. I do. <laughs> um so I was actually a yoga teacher in Los Angeles. I had a private practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I did mostly injury rehab. I have a background in psychology and neuroscience, and I studied studying, uh, started studying astrology when I was probably about 16. 
Um, so quite a bit ago. And I was like using all that stuff, like just weaving it in. I studied Chinese medicine. So it was all kind of like woven into everything I did anyway. Um, and then I started doing these new moon circle. I actually started doing them privately with my roommate at the time, uh, Katie from Moon Body Soul. I don't know if you guys know her, but, um, so she was like living with me and she like walked in one day. She's like the sweetest soul. And she was just like, do you have like anything I can do on the moon? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I was like, yeah, I do actually. (laughs) And so we started kind of like privately doing like just her and I with our Mm. crystals and our dogs. Mm. Um, And then, uh, and at the same time, I was thinking of how to like shift my life out of teaching yoga because I was teaching, I don't know, 20 classes a week or something running around LA. Mm. I was really tired. Um, and I mean, I was thriving, but it was one of those things where I was like, this is not sustainable. And um, a lot of my clients were like business guys and they were just like, this isn't sustainable. And they like taught me about like scalability and like Love a scalable that. business. Wow. And, like all this like really cool mm-hmm. like business info that I would have had to go to like get an MBA mm-hmm. to learn. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to like open myself up to the universe and just be like, what can be my next business? I want something that like is healing. I can give back to the world. I want to stay true to myself, but like, I also don't want to deplete myself anymore. I don't want to have to be the limiting factor, like my time, Um, because that's the thing. And like a business like yoga, it's like your time is your limiting factor. You're, you're it, you know? Um, And so I started traveling a lot and uh, I ended up in Bali and I found these amazing dream catchers that I totally fell in love with. And um, and so I figured out how to bring them back. And I met the woman who made them. She was like the sweetest soul. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, these are awesome. Like people in LA are going to love these. It's going to change this woman's life. It's going to change my life. Like, let's do this, you know? And so I, I brought them back and, uh, and I launched Spirit Daughter with the dream catchers. Um, and then, but alongside of it, I was doing these new moon circles with Katie and, um, we started taking them out into the public. And at, at that time, like I had not put everything together Mm. and this is just kind of what I find anyway, when you like open yourself up to something like this, like the pieces kind of fall in and Mm. in different ways and at different angles. Um, and so we started doing these new moon circles publicly in LA and they were a huge hit. Um, and I, it was almost like a training lab for me and I, I'm actually a, a trained, uh, researcher. So that's what I did in psychology. I was a research cool. scientist. Um, and so I felt like the Newman circles became like this amazing spiritual lab of sorts where I was like getting feedback from people about like what they wanted, um, what their real education in astrology was. Cause you know, we theme on like new moon and Leo circle. And it's like, how much do people really know about Leo? How much do they know about mm. what it means to have the moon and Leo? So I started sort of almost gathering data in a way. And from that, I was like, okay, I've got it, you know? And I just, I was actually up in our place in Mammoth and, um, I was thinking about the next product because the dream catchers were great, but I was like, okay, like pillows. I actually planned a trip to Byron Bay to like scout out pillows and fabrics because I was like seeing all this stuff on Instagram about like all this amazing homeware in Byron Bay. So I like planned a trip to Byron Bay and then go back to Bali. And I was like, I'm Mm. open for my next next, uh, project, you know, slash product. And uh, I sat there meditating one morning in Mammoth and I, and I just was like, it's a new moon book. 
like the answer's been in front of me the mm. entire time, <laughs> you know? Totally. And so, and I had all this sort of research on like where, where, because I think that's one of the hardest things with astrologers is to figure out like where people are, like how much knowledge do they have? Um, and I find like a lot of people sort of like glaze over when you start going into the really advanced astrology, like the moon is training Saturn right now yeah. and it's squaring Pluto. And so I, I felt like I had a really good hold on on what the audience wanted. And uh, that's how the book was born. Wow. Yeah. So I have so many questions <laughs> about everything. Where'd you meet your husband then? Uh, we met here in Santa Monica. Uh, we met, I was actually teaching yoga for, uh, a company called Event Farm Mm. that runs events where we started holding our first new moon circles. We're at Event Farm. It used to be on Maine. On Maine. Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, it was right right by the now. Yeah, exactly. Where it is the now. now. Um, not sure. It was the old Yogi Toes, which was next to the now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. And then they moved across the street. But but yeah, and he was uh, doing some consulting work. His uh, really good friend owns the place. So we met at a party. Very organically mm. by the popcorn machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. That's where all, most love stories begin. Yeah, but how exactly. interesting that it was all kind of With connected. You doing research, you know, mm-hmm. in your science background, but then also kind of using it as you were starting your moon circles. What did you learn? Like, what was the feedback like and how did you, what did it start as and what did, how did it improve and evolve? Well, you know, it it was really clear that people wanted this information. And Mm. I think like I, you know, I started learning astrology. I was like 16. I was sort of like… Are you from LA? No, I'm from uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Yeah, outside of Philadelphia. Me too. Really? Bucks County? Yeah, Montgomery. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Montgomery. That's so cool. It's a fan favorite. I actually started learning astrology I was like, how'd you learn astrology there? Yeah. (laughs) Because I was like, you have to be from It's a normal place, Krista. (laughs) Well, no, in in Ohio, you wouldn't learn astrology as a I'm joking. (laughs) No, you you definitely wouldn't. (laughs) Well, it's normal, so you wouldn't learn it. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually this like uh, crystal hippie shop, new age shop. Cool. uh, And skip back. Okay. Skip back, and I would go in there all we the time. And, skip, get and back. the woman decided to like mentor me and teach me, really? and that's where I bought like my first book, that's my first so astrology book. My, it's where I learned medicine cards. Um, it was like very sort of old school. This was pre-internet, so wow. um, this was like 1996. Wow. <laughs> like, were you always kind of a free spirit? Yeah. Like, what were your parents thinking when you were into this? Um, my mother didn't know what to think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was literally listening to the Grateful Dead, playing with the crystals and doing astrology charts like yeah. my entire, you know, teenagehood. Yeah. <laughs> were you doing it by yourself so, or did you do your friends do it? Uh, my friends were into it. Yeah. Um, I had one friend who was like really into it and we would do charts together. Cool. Um, I also went to uh, an alternative school called Apatinas, which was cool. like very progressive. Um, they taught like metaphysics and mysticism wow. and they were like really into kind of all this stuff. So there was an encouragement. And my mother definitely like encouraged me just to explore and like learn things. But yeah. when it was time to go to college, she was like, okay, let's get serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, put your rocks away, honey. <laughs> or did, did you resist like 
kind of being pushed into like School, academia yeah. or? Um, not too much because I fell in love with psychology, mm. which was very along the lines mm-hmm. of everything yeah. else I was into. I was just really into consciousness. Yeah. So any way that I could study like consciousness and then energy mm. um, was sort of my fascination. And yeah. that's probably, that has been like the seed, that, you know, I came in this world with that is, has kind of, you know, manifested everything that's happened in my life. It's just like, I'm obsessed with figuring out, you know, why we think the way we do and like, you know, our consciousness and our energy and like what, what that means that we're energetic beings among other energetic meetings, um, you know, but interacting with a material world. So like, how does that all kind of play into things? Mm. Um, and you know, things like crystals, astrology, psychology, they all fall under that realm somehow. Mm. Yoga, Chinese medicine, um, I basically just like to learn stuff. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're here. Really quickly before we like dive into um, the astrology stuff for dream catchers, what's like the um, history behind dream catchers and like the meaning and importance and significance of them? Um, dream catchers are a Native American mm-hmm. tradition. So that's mm-hmm. where they originally started. Um, although I did get mine from Bali. She mm-hmm. like adopted mm-hmm. the traditions, which that's actually what fascinates me. I'm like, how did it get to Bali? Yeah. But, uh, and then she, you know, she's a very spiritual woman. Yeah. Um, but basically what it what it's meant to do is when it hangs over your bed, mm-hmm. it catches the energy that's coming in to your room uh, while you're sleeping. And it filters the the net acts as a filter. So it catches like a spider would catch in, in its web. It catches the energy um, and then allows the positive energy to come down the strands, which is why they always have like feathers or some mm. kind of strands. So it's like, I almost picture it as like, it sort of like a slow filter process, you know, mm-hmm. slow drip, right? Mm-hmm. Slow mm-hmm. pour mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it allows like the positive vibes to come down and it holds the negative energy away from you while you sleep. So it can't affect your dreams or mm. your entire being. Um, and that's why like I do, I think I have a blog somewhere that's like how to cleanse your dream picture. I was going to say, do you need to cleanse them? Yeah, you okay. do need to cleanse them. You want to cleanse that stuff away. Okay. So how do you I, cleanse it? Uh, just with sage okay. um, or Palo Santo, like a smudging herb, mm-hmm. uh, generally like outside. I like to do it on the full moon. Um, full moons are very, very cleansing. We can get more into that. A lot of people say like charge your stuff under a full moon. You're actually cleansing like your crystals when you put oh. it under a full moon. The full moon's light is very cleansing. So if you really want to get into it, you take your dream catcher outside underneath the full moon. And, you know, you put, uh, you, you know, light some Palo Santo or some sage and sort of waft it around and then get yourself too, because sometimes the energy can like come onto you wow. and you're doing it. So wow. I do like, I'll take this black salt that I have that absorbs negative energy. It's made from tourmaline and uh, kind of put it on the ground underneath. So it cool. helps like provide a little bit of a grounding while you're cleaning it. And then do you pick that salt back up or is it done? I just swipe it away. Swipe it away. Mm-hmm. Where do you get yeah. that salt? Um, you know, <laughs> plug yourself. Yeah, I was like, add it, add it to the, to the card. No, yeah, I actually, I got it from this woman. I met her at, uh, I think at Urban Outfitters, like, L-O-L. Um, <laughs> like one of these like uh, holiday bazaars or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. it's so hard to find her on Instagram. Wow. Like, I think I like found her once. Katie has her contact. So, wow. but yeah, I bought like Harder a ton of this better. black salt. So. That's amazing. <laughs> so talk to us about the full moon. And I guess that's maybe where we can start and then dive in. Yeah, like what does the full moon mean? What is the importance of the full moon? Um, well, the whole lunar cycle is 
you know, really important. Um, and each phase like has its own qualities. Um, and it kind of works in like comparing them. So maybe I'll like, I'll do a little comparison. The, the full moon is, uh, the peak of the lunar cycle. So it's the top, it's the highlight, uh, in a lot of ways, it's the middle point. It's the time when like all the energy is building mm-hmm. up to sort of like a climactic moment. And then after the full moon, it starts waning away, which is the phase we're in now back to new. Um, but the full moon has always been a time to go out and socialize and be with community. It's a sharing time. Um, and it's simply sort of, I mean, it, it takes on that energy um, because it's, you know, back in the days before electricity, it's like, that's how the, like things were lit. The night was lit by the full moon. Um, During a full moon, it's the only time that the moon is like in the sky the entire night because when the sun Mm. sets, the moon rises and then vice versa. Mm. So you moonlight all night long. So it's really a time to connect with other people uh, and share and exchange and energy that you've been working on. So we plant intentions on the new moon and we kind of start developing a new version of ourselves. And then the full moon is the time to like go out and show that version to the world. It's a time to integrate that new energy into your being. Uh, And then with that integration, you release and let go of the things that are no longer serving you. And I always tell people, so we have a lot of extra energy on the full moon. The full moon gives us energy. Um, And it's kind of funny because there's like all these studies that like ERs are more full on a full moon. And there's like all these kind of like studies in psychology that like, you know, people go crazy, quote unquote, under the full moon. Um, It's sort of like where the phrase lunatic came from, Luna, you know, meaning the moon. Um, So the full moon definitely has this history of affecting us with its energy. It's a very energized time. Most people wake up at like 3 p.m., 3 a.m. in the morning on the full moon and they're like, why am I wide awake? Mm -hmm. And, you know, with this extra energy, we can bring ourselves and our energy more into alignment. We can kind of do the hard stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And that's what I always tell people. It's like, if you're, if we're starting the cycle on the new moon and you're planning your intentions and you're dreaming, by the time you get to the full moon, that's when the obstacles have shown up. Mm -hmm. That's when like, you're like, oh man, like I really want to do this, but like this thing is in my way now. Um, And the full moon is the time to like harness that extra energy and basically break through barriers externally and internally. And with that comes release. And with that comes like integration of your new person, which you can then share to the world, if that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. After the, (laughs) after the, the full moon. Yeah. Is when you break through. Well, yeah, it's like during the full moon and then the full moon sort of marks this period of release. Mm -hmm. So from the full moon to the next new moon, which is the period we're in now and the moon is waning, that's when you're releasing. That's when you're letting go. That's when you're shedding. You're no longer building inside your energetic body. Wow. Why is the energy of the moon so powerful? The energy of the moon is really powerful. A, it's close to us. Okay. Uh, so we can actually feel it. I sort of have a theory, uh, you know, one day maybe I'll go and get a physics degree or something mm-hmm. <laughs> and play around with it, that um, a lot of this, what we're feeling, experiencing, you know, and calling energy is actually gravity, right? So when the moon is opposing the sun on the full moon, there's actually mm-hmm. like a gravitational 
pull between them. Uh, on, on the new moon, they're together, right? They're together in the sky. And then their, their gravitational pull is actually joined together. So they're pulling on the earth mm. the same way. This is why the moon affects the tides, right? Um, it affects the water through this. So it's affecting us. And that's why I always tell people sort of like really break it down, uh, make it simple. Like if the moon can affect the tides, like what is it doing to your body? Mm-hmm. You know, like we're water too. So we're true. 70% water or something like that. So, um, you know, like how is it affecting you? Right. So it's, it's sort of like sending, uh, this energy and this, you know, gravitational pull kind of mm-hmm. through its light. You know, this is all coming. We're all seeing it from light. I mean, it's happening from the happening from the actual astrological body, but mm-hmm. we're seeing it as light. And then as it moves through the zodiacs, uh, zodiac signs, it's taking on their light energy um, and it's kind of flavoring the moon's qualities mm. with the zodiac, which is sort of what the books are about. Oh, it is what the books yeah. are about. So, <laughs> so the moon has that much of an effect, but we don't ever talk about the sun having an effect, right? We do. Oh, okay. yeah, we do. The sun okay. has a huge effect. Uh, and that's what, yeah, and that's what well. the, the sun season is. Okay, so, like, okay. right now we're in Pisces. So, we are all affected uh, by the sun. The sun doesn't have phases, though, like right, the moon. Right. It's so, just, it's a little in the center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's just in the center and it's much more predictable. It mm-hmm. like rises around the same time, mm-hmm. it sets around the same time. We kind of mm-hmm. know what's going on with it. The moon is like a mystery because it's like, Oh, wow, she's up at 3 a.m. Oh, there she is at noon, you know, in broad daylight. Um, so there's, it's much more complicated. The, the moon is, um, takes on much more feminine qualities, mm. uh, which are sort of like, you know, um, you know, intuition, emotion, um, things that can't be measured as much as like, okay, hours of daylight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, we, we talk about the sun in, in like the sun season. So, you know, that's a big part. That's a big part of what I weave into the new moon workbook is uh, what does it mean that the sun is in the same sign as the moon on the new moon and has been in the same sign for the last 30 days. So this, the, and that's the thing, the sun, you know, we almost all know, uh, I mean, a lot of us probably in this arena kind of know like when the sun is in mm. a certain Zodiac, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're kind of, we're in Pisces, you know, we mm-hmm. may have to check. Um, but you almost never know where the moon is unless you like have an app or, you know, follow really? my Instagram account. So is it like, here's the sun Do it. and then like we're <laughs> rotating around the sun and as we rotate, we're going through the chart. So like the, is the astrological chart like a clock? And we're going through, okay, so we go through the sun. It takes a year. It takes a year. And then there is mm-hmm. each of the seasons is in a space. So right. right now, comparative to the rotation around the earth, we are in Pisces, which is one of the, spa- okay. Right. So okay. from our vantage point, if we. And then the moon does what? And the moon still rotates. And the moon does the same. So the moon goes around us. us. Um, but it still is the same from our vantage point where it looks like, you know, because I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it it seems from our vantage point on earth that we're the ones staying still and everything is like moving around us. So while we're moving around the sun and the moon is moving around us, um, we can actually watch the moon. It takes about two and a half days for the moon to go through a Zodiac. So Two and a half days in Pisces, two and a half days in Aries, two and a half days in Taurus. Okay. Uh, so it's much more rapid. It completes the cycle in 29 mm. and a half days. Okay. 
right? So it goes as it, and as it's going around us, that's when we see the phases, right? So when, if you can imagine, I almost seem like a diagram or something. Like if we're in the center, if the earth is in the center and the sun is, we'll just say for our purposes, to the right of us mm-hmm. and the moon is to the left, mm-hmm. then that's a full moon, right? Because we can see that the, the entire sunlight lighting up the moon, oh, mm-hmm. right? So from us on earth, if we look at the moon, it's totally lit. That's we're not full blocking moon. it? No, we're not. No, the only time we block it is during an eclipse. Okay. So, um, and that's what, you know, that's when we see the, the red eclipse, the lunar eclipse. Right. Um, so, and then if it's, as the moon moves around, right? So say it's now at like a 90 degrees, yeah. right? Then it's a half moon. So, and that's what they mean by when you say quarter, right? So first quarter, right? So we'll start with the, make it easy. We'll start with the new moon. So the new moon, the sun and the moon are together on one side of the earth. So they're all on the right side. For anybody listening, draw it out. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm like, sun, moon, together. Yeah. And then we, so during a new moon, we can't see the moon. It's dark. Okay. Right. It's uh, even if we could see it, it's totally dark. It rises and sets with the sun. There's no light on it, right? Because yeah. it's it's there. It's actually bright on the other side, but that's a whole other story. Cool. It makes its way half, uh, you know, halfway or a quarter of the way. So okay. the first quarter, um, in its cycle, and then that is the half moon or first quarter moon. Okay. And then it makes it to the full moon, and then it makes it to the last quarter. But it does all this in about 30 days, 29 and a half days. And when it does this, it goes from new moon to first quarter to full moon to last quarter. It travels through all the zodiacs as it does that. So, and then the sun is just sitting in the same spot in Pisces going, okay, I'm waiting for you. I'll see you when you get back here. And then the sun moves to Aries and the moon does her whole cycle. And okay. the sun goes, okay, I'll see you when you get oh, back. So that's the that's the <laughs> rising in the moon then. So your sun rising is the time where you were born and that's just on the larger zodiac grid if we were looking at it comparative to the sun. So it's like, here's the earth. I'm in Pisces. So it's like, I'm, we, I was born at this time when we were at this point on the chart relative to the sun. That's my sun sign, correct? Right, exactly. And then your moon sign. So that was where the moon was in rotation Ah, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. yeah. So if you say like, I'll use mine. I'm, wow. I'm a Leo, right? So the sun was in Leo. Uh-huh. It was waiting for the moon to come back. Um, the moon was actually in Scorpio when mm. I was born, mm. which is a ninety degree angle to okay. the sun, which has been problematic. But that's another. I'm story. Scorpio moon too. <laughs> really, mm-hmm. it's a hard one. <laughs> imagine, imagine it with Pisces. <laughs> 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 I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's, the tornadoes. I, that's actually a little bit uh, more of a beneficial one. Really? Yeah, than Leo. Water, water. Totally. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, so for you, mm-hmm. they were actually at um, about 120 degree angle. So that's cool. like the aspects when you hear yeah. people talk about trines, uh, squares, they're talking about the angle of planets, and in this case, the moon and the sun to each other. So the moon was trining the sun when you were born. It was about, at about 120 degrees. I'd Let's keep to, me as an example the whole time. I'd have to look <laughs> at your chart, but we you know, yeah. somewhere around, around Virgo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but if you can picture that wheel, you know, the, the moon was 120 degrees. So it, there's trine, square, mm-hmm. sextile, mm-hmm. which is next to? 
Uh, yeah, sextile. It, well, conjunct is directly nextile. Con- ne- nextile. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I made up a new one. Chill. <laughs> Chill's drunk on mushrooms. Yes. Too many reishi. <laughs> but, <laughs> conjunct basically means it's like right next to. Okay. So mm. during a new moon, uh, the moon is conjunct with the sun. Got it. They're like at the same degree. Got it. So the zodiac is each piece of the pie. You can think of it as a pie. Yep. 12 pieces of the pie. They're each about, they're each 30 degrees. Okay. So, like, that's when, you know, somebody will say uh, the moon is Oh, 12 full. times 3 is 360. Okay. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll say, like, the moon is at 11 degrees Libra, uh, for instance. That means that the moon was actually at the 11th degree in Libra at oh. that moment. So, on its way out? Uh, almost to the middle. So, f- like, 15 would be the middle. So, it's 30 mm-hmm. degrees. That works. Why are the other planets important just because they also have a gravitational pull? Like, how does that affect? Like Mercury, yeah, like Mercury, Jupiter. Yeah, well, it's funny because I was thinking about Jupiter this week. Um, I just wrote a blog article on Jupiter going into retrograde. And one of the reasons why I, I wrote it was that, like, Jupiter's huge. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> a big yeah. old moon. <laughs> and if the moon can affect us, like, what is Jupiter doing? Totally. <laughs> you know, I mean, that thing is massive. So, <laughs> it yeah. has so much gravity, it's like collecting moons. You know, oh, too. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, really? Yeah, yeah, like sucks them in all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's like Tim. That's so it's crazy. It's a massive planet. So yeah, of course it has an effect on us. Um, and you know, like me, Venus. I mean, they all do, but like mm-hmm. Venus and Mercury, like they're close. You know, mm-hmm. they're really close. And Mercury is like probably one of my favorite planets because it just reminds me of like this. It moves so quick, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it's so fast. Mm-hmm. It moves around the sun so quickly, mm-hmm. and it's always going backwards. You know, Mercury's it. it Retrograde doesn't actually mean the planet's going backwards. We'll just clarify that right now. Mm-hmm. But it seems like— Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> right? Reverse. Just like— yeah. But when you look at, like, Mercury's movements, it's just like, you know, like this— Yeah. <laughs> like a little roadrunner totally. or something. So. What about Venus? <laughs> Venus is cute. Venus is cute. Uh, Venus is, you know, like love and beauty mm-hmm. and relationships. And she's also our sister planet. You know, that's cool. our oh, sister yeah. planet. Um, and so, you know, like Venus in your chart, for instance, that's kind of like where we see your love, your, a lot of your relationships, okay. uh, your heart's joy, so to speak. Um, and that can, you know, Venus can affect you oh. and Venus moves, Venus moves fairly quickly. She just moved into Aries. Um, so she, all these planets move through the Zodiac and then they all mean something different. Um, and they mean something for the collective. And that's sort of what I talk about uh, when I talk about astrology and I, in the books, and this is the question I get all the time, you know, people will be like, which book do I buy? And I'm like the, the one that's up there because that's, um, you know, the most recent. Yeah. That's, that's the one that uh, is about the collective energy. So I write about the collective energy. So right now we are all undergoing the sun in Pisces. We are all affected by the fact that the sun is in Pisces, Mm -hmm. no matter what 
your sun sign is, no matter what your moon sign is. Uh, when the new moon is in Pisces, which is next Saturday, we will all feel that energy of the new moon, that phase being in Pisces. Mm. No matter, you know, if your moon is in Scorpio or your moon is in Leo, like you will feel that. Now, will you feel it differently depending on your moon? Yes. Yes, you will. Because they'll, they'll ha- there will be that interaction mm. uh, that will take place from like what is sort of like in your energy, mm. your energetic signature, so to speak, and mm-hmm. how that interacts. But, you know, sort of a generalized form, it's about the collective. And then your personal chart is about what was happening at the moment you were born. Mm. And then that's what forms your individual energetic signature, which is, you know, beautiful art in itself. And, it's, you know, chart reading and understanding that. Could you have, if, could you have your, what's happening in your chart when you were born happen again in your lifetime? No. Okay. Not exactly. I don't think. I think I they're like snowflakes. Yeah. Yeah. It it probably will happen again, but right. not in your lifetime. Okay. Because the planets all move at different paces. Yeah. So in some of them take a really long time to mm-hmm. transit the zodiac. Mm-hmm. So it's just not you're just not going to see it. Everyone's a snowflake. Everybody's a Each snowflake. Each one of you is a damn snowflake. Everybody's a snowflake. You can <laughs> wow. have pieces that, you know, will be replicated through right. you know Could you like, have like your moon and your rising? Yeah. Like cuz yeah. I'm Pisces, so then What's when your I go rising sign? Scorpio or my moon Scorpio, sorry, I don't know my rising. Uh-huh. I just looked it up actually. <laughs> I actually did too. Uh, I'm I'm Libra rising. Yeah. So you can have like you could take like your your sun is Pisces and your moon is Scorpio. So yeah, that's that combination is going to happen again. It's going to happen, you know, once a year for about a couple days. (laughs) What's what's rising mean again? Your rising was the sign that was rising in the horizon when you were born. Rising in the horizon. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. I know. Have you ever thought about like, um, and I, right. I'm sure people have, but have you ever taken the time to kind of do a little like self-study on bigger picture, like historical events that have happened and if there's any correlation between oh, yeah. like the astrolo- what's going on astrologically and then also maybe personally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually examples. just wrote um, an amazing forward for Ali Michelle and her poetry book. Mm. I'll plug her. <laughs> she yes. is, she's amazing. Cool. And, what's um, the book called? It is called Explorations of a Cosmic Soul. Love it. And um, I hope I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> but I wrote the Ford. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote the Ford. <laughs> uh, but I wrote it all about uh, the unfolding that's been happening pretty much since the solar eclipse, in which was in Leo in August. That was like that big event. Um, I'm getting chills. I yeah. get chills every time I talk mm. about it. Um, and just watching the things that have happened and unfolded, in the, particularly in the women's movement since then. And what's been happening with, I don't want to say feminist because I feel like that's not the right term. Um, But really what's happening with the feminine energy, I guess that's the better way to to put it. And that's what I talk about is just sort of uh, how that was a catalyst. Um, Just give you a brief intro that solar eclipse basically happened on a fixed star called Regulus. And um, it. Uh, had transitioned. The star was the heart of the lion and still is uh, in the Leo constellation. And it actually 
moved into Virgo because the way uh, it's very complicated, but the way in astrology yeah. is like slow it down, Jill. They actually <laughs> I need pictures. <laughs> we'll we'll do a diagram. We should have a whiteboard with I a marker. Literally, <laughs> we'll just we'll just I need put like it, little figurines. I know. We'll just state it like this: the heart of the lion moved into the goddess in oh. tw- in twenty eleven, and it's a star. Um, it's a star, okay. um, and that was the star where that solar eclipse took place. The solar eclipse basically lined up like where the you know actual eclipse was it lined up you know directly Mm -hmm, with the star and so basically what that signified uh was this changing of the guards so to speak where we're moving from you know king to queen god to goddess um so and and you know we're seeing that shift that rise of the feminine energy and and everybody men and women because we have both Mm -hmm. uh which i try and tell people it's not like women are taking over i mean they are but Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Yeah, we talk about that a lot (laughs) yeah yeah and you know we see it and then um you know we saw the unfolding you know, really start to happen with the Me Too movement, which happened uh, like the exact week that Jupiter entered Scorpio, which Jupiter is sort of the planet of expansion. So it's expanding us Mm. and allowing us to share things. Um, And Mm. Scorpio is kind of like the underground and the hidden stuff. So when Jupiter hits Scorpio, we have a whole bunch of people sharing their hidden secrets. Um, And, you know, Scorpio is definitely related to sexual energy. So we have, you know, people sharing and expanding upon sort of their hidden secrets around sexual energy. Mm. And then lo and behold, we have the Me Too movement. So, um, and it's sort of like when you look at it, it's just like, huh, was wow. that a coincidence? What no. caused what? <laughs> to all you skeptics. That's crazy. Whoa. So what's coming to 2018? Uh, well, we're still seeing some stuff. We have actually, there's a really interesting thing happening next week on the new moon, which is Mars is moving into uh, Capricorn. And, um, you know, that's, you know, that's interesting in itself, but it's moving uh, into Capricorn out of bounds. And basically, again, to kind of like not get too technical, out of bounds basically just means it's not its normal pattern. So, um, and when a planet goes out of bounds, Mars is masculine. So Mars is the, you know, opposing energy to Venus, mm-hmm. right? So it's very, very uh, masculine energy, very action-oriented with that passion, the warring spirit mm-hmm. is all there. Um, and when planets go out, out of bounds, it's almost like they kind of um, go crazy for a little while and like figure themselves out, you know, know, a teenager going off and exploring the world or something, studying abroad for a while. It's like going to a music festival. It's like going to a music festival. Exactly. Exactly. So Mars is like, you know, going to Coachella and like letting loose for a while (laughs) and then coming coming back. back. And, uh, you know, I'm actually going to write a blog this week on this. What if it just left? (laughs) Peace out. Peace, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. Done with this galaxy. (laughs) But I think we may actually see sort of, um, you know, the reflection in the masculine energy Mm. and the response to this rise of the feminine, which is going to be like sort of, you know. Scary. It's scary, but, you know, kind of like a re, you know, like the reconfiguring the energy, you know, rebalancing, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. men are, you know, and masculine energy are sort of figuring out what they need to do to help shift, to help balance this feminine energy. Because I think it's pretty clear that 
the world needs some feminine energy to nourish it and yeah. bring it back to health. That's what that's what it does. And that's not to say that one day we won't be sitting here in, you know, other forms Mm -hmm. (laughs) going, oh, you know, we really need the masculine energy to come in and and rebalance Mm -hmm. the feminine energy. It's gotten out of hand. It's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, So it's just like, it's just a balance. There's really no right or wrong, good or bad. Um, It's just like bringing it back into balance. And so sort of Mars going out of balance, um, I think is going to usher in sort of the masculine energy going, okay, like, what can we do? Like, how can we help bring this into balance? Um, What is our answer to the Me Too movement? Mm. Um, What is sort of, what are are we doing here? What's our place in this world now? Um, And so, you know, we'll see how that unfolds. And then we also have an interesting shift coming up uh, with Uranus. Or Uranus, or however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was always wondering. Uranus. <laughs> Uranus. Going, Uranus is going to move from Aries to Taurus in May, um, which will be a very interesting shift because Aries um, is is ruled by Mars, right? Mm. Um, and so Aries holds that same like warring spirit. It's that energy of action. It's that, okay, I'm going to go out and do it and think later. Um, not that Aries don't think, but like there is just this like motivation, that, like charge. Uh, and Taurus is a very feminine sign. That is the sign mm. of the home and the earth and like fertile energy and art and beauty and mm. um, grounding and stability. So it's, you know, it's very, very different. Um, and it's illuminating, you know, again, masculine, feminine energy. And then we have this planet shifting signs and Uranus is about change. It's about uh, social change, uh, forward motion, progressive thinking. It traditionally rules Aquarius, which is, you know, Aquarius age, like activism, like let's move society forward. Mm. You know, let's let's build computer systems and amazing technology. You know, that's under the realm of Aquarius and uh, Uranus. And and so when this planet moves from Aries to Taurus, that energy of forward movement is going to be moving from this sort of male-dominated sign to, you know, this feminine-dominated sign. So that is going to be very interesting mm. <laughs> as well. And um, we may actually see, it, it'll be interesting because Aries is so much about the self. We may see uh, people kind of getting out of, um, you know, the age of the selfie <laughs> really, yeah. um, and yeah, kind of like, true. and kind of like looking more at the bigger picture, which is like very feminine energy. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, when you think Serving, of like nurturing, yeah, yeah. When you think of masculine energy, it's like, it's not that it's tunnel vision, but it's just like, it evolved in a time when they were out hunting, you know, and they had to be completely focused. Like men had to be so focused on like not getting eaten by the lion or mm-hmm. the tiger. And then they catch the gazelle to bring back to the, you know, family. And that's why, you know, traditionally women are better at multitasking than men Mm. because like we were back, you know, with the family, like watching the kids, picking the berries, like these are the genes we're walking around with. Uh, Still, you know, this is 99% of human history that we were hunters and gatherers. We're still walking around with this energetic dynamic. I got fascinated uh, by evolution when I was uh, studying psychology and Mm. I was just like, oh, okay, I I understand now. Mm. I get it all. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I, so when we have a sign like Aries, that's very masculine, you know, it is sort of that tunnel vision where you're focused on yourself uh, and you're surviving in Mm. a lot of ways. 
ways and what's going on with you. Um, you know, it's the first house. It's where everybody's rising sign is. So, you know, if your rising sign, did we figure your rising sign out? No, I can't read it. No. There's too many like septic things. I'm but Virgo Libra for- rising. Okay. So were you on the cusp or something? Are you right there on the cusp? Possibly. Okay. Well, we'll just go with, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, and we'll just, <laughs> we'll just go out. with, you know, Virgo, for instance, that's going to dominate your first house. So that's, yeah. the, that's the house of the self. That's Aries house. So we're, tra- we're taking this planet of change mm-hmm. uh, and moving it from the house of the self to uh, this house of, of nurture, basically. So it's oh. sort of like, you know, I expect a shift of, of people, like, instead of just looking at themselves, looking at the rest of the, their community, not even really the world, but like their community. We're going to, I think we're going to become much more community driven uh, over the next eight years. So we're trying. Leo rising. Leo rising. So that's your first house is Leo. <laughs> <laughs> we're very connected. Leo rising cannot help Scorpio. but be noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's kind of true. <laughs> better for worse. <laughs> well, and, and when you have a lot of water like you do, that can actually be a little tricky because uh, like your, your rising is, is what you present to the world. Okay, yeah. What's the difference between the three? Uh, so your rising is what you present to the world. I okay. like to call it like your mask, but not in like a derogatory so sense. Uh-huh. Um, it's like the mask that you that you wear. It's like when you you know put on your favorite lipstick uh, and you go out and you want to be seen that mm-hmm. way. Um, and this is what your energy came into this world wanting to project to bring in the things that you needed. Wow. I I kind of like think your whole chart is is for evolution. So like I pair you know the evolution of our energy with the chart. So, like, we came into this world with this certain chart to help us on our path mm. of evolving our energy, mm-hmm. you know, because energy, That's like, good one. you can't destroy it. It's around, like, the energy in our body, which we're definitely energetic beings. I mean, our neurons fire through an energetic impulse. It conduct, We conduct electricity. I'm conducting electricity mm-hmm. right now as I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have an energetic field. Any electrician, my father's an electrician. Any electrician will tell you that's true. Um, you know, we don't even need to bring in the physicist. So it's like we have this energy in our body and it's on a path of evolution. Mm. And that's basically the premise behind everything I do is like, okay, how am I going to help my energy evolve? How am I going to help my mission? How am I going to help my soul? And your chart, which is your energetic signature, is there to help your energy evolve. And the piece of that, one piece, is your rising sign. Right, which is the energy that your energy chose to have as your mask to attract the things from the external world into you. So yours is Leo rising, which means you're on a mission to be noticed in, in a lot of ways, but you're also on a mission to lead. So you project the energy of leadership when you walk into a room mm-hmm. um, uh, and extroversion. I'm sure probably I could gather like 10 of your closest friends and they'd be like, oh yeah, she, mm-hmm. <laughs> people know when, she, when, <laughs> no, when she walks in a room like people know you know uh, and I can kind of tell just from your presence and the way you hold yourself that mm-hmm. that's what you're you're putting out there. And of course, that's true. And that's a huge piece of your personality. Um, but there's other pieces of your personality, like your moon and Scorpio, which wants to hide. Scorpio yeah. moons want to hide. We just want to, uh, and I can speak from experience, we just want to, like I told you when we first sat down, 
like wall me into my home and let me write all day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, let me dive into the deepest transformational experiences I could possibly go through and, you know, oh, in, in a cave. Like that's a moon in Scorpio. Mm. And your moon is, um, your moon a lot of times is your soul. It's your heart. It's, um, mm. it's what makes you happy. So if people come to me and they're like, oh, I'm depressed or I'm feeling anxious, it's like, okay, where's your moon? What's going on with your moon? Um, because that's sort of how we, how we kind of figure that out. What does your moon need? Um, your moon is not based in logic. It's based on raw emotion. So it's like when you see that kid like throwing a tantrum in the middle of the street or something, that's a, that's a moon quality. That's not logic. You <laughs> You're not going to like be able to talk logic to that kid, you know? Um, and that's how your, your moon is. And it's just, it's, you know, logic is under the sun's domain. And, um, it doesn't mean that like, you know, lunar beings or whatever don't have any logic. It just means you're ruled by your feelings. Mm -hmm. These are your feelings. These are your emotions. Um, these are your needs. You know, I always talk about your reigning need. What does your moon need to feel balanced and happy? Uh, because if your moon doesn't feel balanced and happy, you're not going to feel balanced and happy. It's just, uh, you know, it's just the way it is. And sometimes it takes people like so long to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, and it's really simple. And, you know, it's funny because I think back to my psychology degrees and, you know, there's like a little voice that like, okay, where's your research proof and all this stuff. And it's like the proof is in the pudding. Like, mm -hmm. let's talk about your moon. What do you need? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I could probably like list a couple things that your moon needs and you'll sit there and go, oh yeah, you know what? If I do that, I, I'm a lot happier in life. Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, it's really interesting that these things, mm -hmm. like, you know, they prove themselves, uh, which is, you know, utterly fascinating that the science was developed so long ago and it's still holding true now. And then, uh, and then you have your sun sign. So your sun is like your core of your personality, right? So that's, um, that's, that's kind of what stays put and everything else moves around it. Um, and that sort of just tells you like how you think, uh, who you are, um, your, your sons and Pisces. Yeah. So your mm -hmm. sons and Pisces. So, uh, that's always a fun one. It's like the core of your personality actually just wants to kind of like heal and go with the flow. Um, while your Leo rising is like, look at me and your moon scorpion. I was like, I need some space. We're <laughs> <laughs> all crazy. <laughs> so how do you, how would people like harness the power yeah, of, of knowing. the moon, the sun? Yeah, like in, like in an, Simple way, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it's it's digestible. Um, I <laughs> know like, you, you give a back, lot of great. Like, dial it back, Jill. No, this is all <laughs> no, 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 no. It's crazy. We go deep. I'm just thinking. Like, I love hearing you on your Insta stories. Like, it really kind of breaks things down I'm, and I'm able to digest like day by day or every other day, you know, yeah, kind of what's going on. But I guess, how can they think about the moon? How could they think about the sun depending on what it is at the time or when they were born and how they could, I guess, become more conscious because of that yeah. reasoning? Yeah. I mean, I like to think of uh, things in terms of questions. Um, cause I find that when I ask people questions, that's when they, they figure out the answer. Mm. Um, and the answer usually is within the question. Um, and so that's what I do like on the astro 
talks every day is like, I give the information and then like I ask a question so that it's like, okay, think about this. Like, I want you to think about that because that's really what we're doing here is we're answering questions. We're answering questions of like, why? Like, Mm -hmm. why was I born with a sun in Pisces? Okay, my energy wants to figure this part out. Um, So it's like, and that's what I tell people to how to like kind of integrate them. Like, like your rising sign is how do you want to be seen by the world? Mm. Um, So like what, and what makes you feel seen, you know? So that's like a big piece and that's how you can start to figure it out. So um, like you're, you're rising as Leo. So how do you want to be seen by the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And how does it feel to you when you're seen by those qualities of Leo? Mm-hmm. Like how, how does it feel to be seen as like an extrovert and a leader? Mm-hmm. Like does that align with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and then you also can can think about like, okay, well, if that's what my energy wants, how can I do that more? So how can I be seen as a leader more by the external world, uh, right? So it's like, how does it feel? And then it's like, okay, how can I bring more of that into my life? Okay, my moon's in Scorpio. Scorpio, transformation. Uh, moon is emotion. Uh, moon and Scorpios love transformational growth. They feed off of it, mm. right? So what makes you feel like you're transforming? What makes you feel like you're growing on a personal level? Is it meditation? Is it yoga? Is it, you know, uh, taking drugs and dancing in the desert? Like, sometimes. you know what I mean? And, and sometimes it's a good haircut. <laughs> sometimes it's a good haircut. Exactly. You know, sometimes it's a good haircut, um, you know, because that's like a transformation. And it's like, okay, how can I bring more of that energy into my life? This is what you know, I need, this is what my moon needs. How can I bring more of that into my life? You know, my, um, you know, my, where's your son? My son is in Virgo. Your son's in Virgo. So your son's in Virgo. So the core of your personality likes healing, likes detail, um, likes, you know, um, clean, open spaces, which mm-hmm. we're sitting in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Wide> open spaces. <laughs> Organization. So mm-hmm. it's like how, you know, the first question is like, how do you feel? Because we always want to check. Cause it's, it's, That's definitely how I would love the um, world to see me as. <laughs> Like, you know, and I love when I do do it. It feels good. <laughs> but there's definitely a part of me that is a little messy. Yeah. And okay. what's, the right, what's the moon? The moon is Gemini. Okay. All right. Is that yeah. why? Yeah. Uh, probably not. I mean, Gemini is not that. I mean, Gemini, Gemini is a little chaotic because it's ruled yeah. by But Mercury. you're just like not maybe like that, that in like a Nazi way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe you I just, yeah, I'm just not clean and or like you're, organized in a Nazi way. I'm yeah. just more like… You are, yeah. but it's not like I appreciate it when I do it. But yeah. if I don't do it, I'm not freaking out. Yeah, I'm I'd just, be interested to know where your Saturn is. Mm, oh, could, why? I why could would tell you, you in a second? What would that? Because uh, Saturn's your rules your responsibility oh, and like wow. what you feel like responsible to in life. Oh, so again, so it's check like, out Saturn to see what your is responsibility. In Sagittarius. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's why. <laughs> so then you like, tell me. <laughs> so then right, you. Okay, so then you can look at like your chart and see like so for example her Saturn is in. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Yeah. For what? Your 
So, oh. so, so Sagittarius is the explorer, the um So you apply the traits to that expansion. Yeah, exactly. Area of and so okay. and so um you actually feel responsible. Sagittarius also is truth and knowledge, but you feel um responsible for pro- communicating because of your moon, truth and knowledge to people. Cool. Um but the flip side is is like Sagittarius is not the most organized sign. Uh, because it's mm. always gathering new experiences. If you're yeah. out there traveling the world and gathering experiences, like it's hard to keep them like Virgo organized. Totally. Um, wow. So that's that, that like sort of a little bit messier of a part because you, there is something in you that says, okay, I'm responsible for gathering mm-hmm. new experiences and all, you know, everything I can get my hands on. And maybe I have to let go of the need to keep everything completely organized. Right. But there's still going to be that core trait. Uh, and you know that you feel good when things are organized. So it's like, okay, how… And when you look at something like that, it's like, okay, well, how can we put these together? Like, you like to gather truth and knowledge. Well, how can we keep that truth and knowledge, you gathering it and that Saturn happy but then also like provide some organization yeah. in there, maybe through a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Pluto? Planet? Planet. planet? I okay. think Pluto's a planet. Planet. Definitely. Pluto's a really cool planet too. We like cannot get rid of Pluto. Yeah. Like, it's just awesome. What, do you, what about Planet X? Was that Planet X? Remember that? Or was that yeah. just a moon? Yeah. I don't know what that was. It was like a moon of remember Pluto that? or something. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really. Why is, why is Pluto so cool? Pluto is the um, we love Pluto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the planet of uh, transformation and cool. like deep spiritual growth. It's a, a ruling planet of Scorpio, Pluto, yeah. on Mars. So it's like that deep, deep transformation, like just getting down to the muck of your soul and digging it out and dealing with it. Love that. That's right because it takes so long too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like uh, so that's like one of those so planets that's like not going to come around again in oh. your in your lifetime. Really? So. That's freaky. Yeah. What's the one planet that like only comes around every three thirty three thousand years, like Namibia, or something? Where's that? Like, <laughs> it like, well, oh, that was in Black Panther. L O fucking L. I was like, uh, isn't wait, that a country? That's actually a movie. Oh my god. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Literally, and like they say that, like you like can ride it and like become a Black Panther. It was cool. a Black Panther. Yeah. Um, but you can really break down the chart, you know, getting back to that, and that's sort of you know what I try and teach people is dang. you just can really like pair these things up, mm. and then it takes a long time. Like honestly, like it took me until I was you know thirty six years old to be like, oh, I get, I get my chart, I get what I'm supposed to be doing. And, like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Does it take, does it take just practice, or is there like, so could someone sit down and get their chart read, given suggestions, and then just over time they practice it, or is it like constant learning about? You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm trying to figure out how I would real quick. This is crazy. In December, <laughs> eight planets that are Earth-like were found orbiting a distant star. Nice. Crazy. Let's go ahead and take up. Yeah, literally. Isn't that crazy? They're Earth-like planets. Wow. Look. Look at them. Oh, wow. Yeah. They all look like fucking little Earths. 
That's amazing. It's crazy that there's so much <laughs> happening with like our galaxy information, there's but so no one's talking happening. about it. There's so much yeah, happening. Why is that? And then, I, well, I think people are finally starting to get ready to talk about it, which I think that's what this huge resurgence of astrology is. Yeah. Um, back when I learned astrology, like nobody was into this. Like, yeah. You know, people were not interviewing me because of yeah. what I knew, you know, and that's why like I never talked about it because I was the weird one. I was mm-hmm. moon Scorpio, like leave me alone. I'm doing my thing. <laughs> I've got my yeah. crystals. I am my spirit daughter. Leave me alone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, but the, I think people are like ready to sort of take this in because we're no longer scared, mm. right? Like, yeah, that's because it's kind of scary. Like, you know, like yeah. it's kind of like you know, think about like a thousand years ago when like an eclipse happened. Like, you'd be like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Like, the moon is red or the moon is blacked out. Like, we can't see the sun anymore. Like, you know, like it's, it was scary, you know, and they had to like attribute it to gods and stuff like that, Um, you know, that they had no control over. And I think now with like science and understanding things and feeling like we understand a little bit more about a universe. I mean, we don't have nearly the kind of understanding that we need. Uh, but, you know, we have, like, great movies, like, Interstellar, that, like, talk about wormholes. And we're like, okay, I can wrap my head around a wormhole. I, I can do that, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. What is <laughs> like, a wormhole? <laughs> yeah. um, it's like a wrinkle in the fabric of space. Um, so, basically, this is going to be another diagram thing here. If you take a napkin uh, and you look at, like, one end of the napkin to the other— uh, it's like a it's this very long line, right? Okay. And so that that's like you know eighty thousand light years, or something. I don't know. But if you take the napkin and you fold it, and this is the example they do in Interstellar, and you poke a pencil through those holes, you now can do it in, in an instant, basically, right? So uh, it's it's you know it forms it's actually a black hole, it forms a black hole. Um, you know, and and basically what that is is it's it, it breaks the because we go under uh, you know space and time and the theories we have, but those constructs they don't apply. We don't know if they apply everywhere, right? So you can have parts of space that like time and and space and what we know and those definitions don't apply anymore. Mm-hmm. And so like a black hole is a perfect example of that, where it's just like poop, eighty thousand years doesn't matter. You know, yeah. you wow. can just go through this portal, um, which would be crazy, you know, it's maybe so you get crazy. stuck in there. Have you guys seen Interstellar? Uh-uh. Oh my God, no. it's a great movie. I gotta watch After it. this conversation, really? you gotta yeah, watch, watch it. it. It's an amazing movie. Cool. <laughs> Super cool. Um, <laughs> give a little plug to that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so anyway, I think that we're starting to understand and not be scared. We're starting to get information. We're starting to be mm. able to expand our consciousness enough yeah. through things like the internet. Uh, you know, we're, we're in this like rapid age of acceleration where we're learning so much. I mean, within the same century, they went from, uh, you know, learning how to fly to landing on the moon. It's like we are just progressing at like an insanely rapid pace as a culture. Um, and, you know, because of that, we're gaining more information to wrap our heads around these things and go, okay, when like, you know, the moon goes dark, like I'm not going to hide and, you know, cry anymore or whatever, yeah. or like think that like witches sure. are coming out or something like that. Um, I mean, some of us witches do come out. <laughs> <laughs> like we sometimes do. Do you believe in aliens? I do. Yeah. Same. What are I definitely. Uh, I think it's, uh, I might insult some people who don't believe in them, but I think it's extremely egotistical for us to think we're the only species totally. in this, you know, vast 
gosh. <laughs> like that would be insane. That's insane odds. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like insane amount of odds for us to be the only species, mm-hmm. you know, that exist in like all, you know, this entire realm of galaxies and stars. And like, you just showed me how many planets that resemble Earth. Like there's probably Come life on. there. Can you believe that? That's probably Have like you had any experience? Yeah. Have you had any experiences? <laughs> so crazy. I have not. No, I have not had any experiences. Um, and I don't know if like there's aliens, like, you know, Hollywood has made them up to be, but I'm sure there's different life forms. Totally. Um, you know, do they have like alien eyes and like spaceship are going to nice. come and like whisk us away? You know, probably not. They but. might just look like us. <laughs> maybe better. Literally. You know? Yeah. Maybe Way it's better. like us with like some filters or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so much better. Me living my best life. <laughs> wow, guys. Yeah. yeah. And who knows? We could be living in parallel universes right now. Like the three of us could be existing as like amoebas in like another dimension. They're just like hanging yeah, out, you 100%. know, right now. Like we have no idea. <laughs> And that's the thing. We don't have any idea. Like our understanding of what's going on is so limited. Mm -hmm. Um, And we filter it. Like our brains are constructed to filter all this information out. Um, So because it's so much. Mm -hmm. There's so much going on. It's hard to… And yeah, it's hard to like take it all in. There could be… Like we have no idea. We could be sitting in this like amazing show of like lights and energy swirling around us. And like we have figured out how to filter it out. So So I can have a conversation and focus on you and, you know, make sure the saber-toothed tiger doesn't get me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like focus out the auras and, like, energy fields and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, wow. we have the capabilities of seeing all that, but our brain… Like, we would go crazy, you know, if we actually could take in. So our brain has formed filters. And, you know, just with that, we've formed filters on understanding, you know, all this, all this knowledge that comes with astrology, that comes with thinking about far off galaxies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're just, I think that we are going through huge consciousness expansion Mm. uh, as humans where we're actually expanding our consciousness to be able to include uh, all these different things and be able to, you know, wrap our head around phases of the moon or, you know, what these planets are doing or, you know, why Jupiter retrograde affects us. We're, we're, beginning to understand that and like it really not just understand it from a logical point of view but be able to feel it and be like oh okay like I I am tuned into my energy I can feel this I'm not scared of this like I can actually like accept it and understand it and work with it rather than just you know in the ancient days it was like astrology was this thing that like only you know the wise men knew it was like a secret sort of hidden closed door you had to be like a king or very wealthy or or something like that to get access to this knowledge and now we all have access to it uh, and we all have access to a lot of knowledge thanks to the internet and mm-hmm. you know our consciousness is expanding at rapid rates so we're, uh, we're we're ready we're ready to we're take ready. it to the ne- next level basically wow. <laughs> when mercury is in retrograde so a lot of people are like oh my god is mercury in retrograde blah, blah, blah. what is the opportunity there for people uh, the opportunity is to align your life. And mm. I always tell this people with retrograde. I am not, I am never been scared of Mercury retrograde because uh, Mercury rules communication systems. Um, and so that's a big mm. thing. It's like, oh my, I lost all my emails or, um, you know, technical difficulties on the podcast software because of Mercury retrograde. Oh, don't plan that because it's Mercury retrograde. Uh, if it's not perfectly aligned, Mercury retrograde is going to break it, right? So if, you know, 
know, your email server uh, isn't aligned if the code's not perfect. Talk to our software engineer guys about it. You. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to break. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the contract isn't clearly drawn and, you know, clearly communicating what it needs to be, then the contract's going to break uh, or it's not going to work, you know, how we desired it to. And that's a good thing. Like, mm-hmm. we want perfect alignment. Like, if it's not perfectly aligned, like, Mm. I don't want it in my life, you know? So, so um, the opportunity with the Mercury retrograde is to go, okay, like if this thing does break down, like how can I make it better? How can I find the alignment? How can I use this as an opportunity to tune in my, uh, you know, equipment better or to think about my communication or, you know, maybe I sent an email and it and didn't make it through to the person. Well, maybe I need to rewrite that email so that's more aligned with my true desires and what I'm really trying to communicate. Right. Uh, and then and it's going to be better. So it's like, that's the, that's the opportunity. And, and it happens all the time. So mm. we get, we get Mercury retrograde a lot. <laughs> and it's not actually going backwards. It's an optical illusion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Where's it going? It's just like, if, um, I mean, with Mercury, it's a little different, but it's sort of like, cause Mercury moves so fast. It's when the earth catches up to it. Yeah. So, you know, when you catch up to like, say you're in a car mm-hmm. and there's a horse gallop, this is like the classic example, a horse mm-hmm. galloping next to you mm-hmm. and you, it's going faster than you. And then you go to overtake the horse. Mm-hmm. And there's that moment where you're like, whoa, is the horse going backwards? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, or yeah. if you're like parked next to a car and like they start moving at a different time, you're like, yeah. what is going on? You know, that moment mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, and, you know, I always get it on trains where I'm like, what, what's going on? Yeah, you know, know you and trains pass each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's retrograde. Oh. Yeah. So it's an optical wow. illusion. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. That says a lot, <laughs> you know, because a lot of people think it's like worse than it is. And I think, yeah. A Remember lot of Lacey think said, she's like, I don't feel Mercury retrogrades because I live in such alignment. Mm-hmm. We had someone on that said that. She's like, I don't really feel them because I live in such alignment, which mm-hmm. I like never forgot. Hmm. Yeah. And so that's true. So, true. so that goes with that alignment principle. Yeah. Is that if you're like totally aligned, like Mercury retrograde is not going to affect mm. you. Wow. So it's just going to break what's not aligned. What is next for spirit daughter? Uh, what is next for spirit daughter? <laughs> I'm not sure, actually. We have a couple of things in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have an app? Uh, I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, an app, I was like thinking in my head. I'm like, I, I sometimes don't like to leak energy of new projects like well, before I they're just ready. Did <laughs> <laughs> so we, I am in talks with somebody about an app right now. Um, that will sort of just give the information, like the moon of the day, what's happening that day, give the question of the day. Um, you that know, would blow up yeah, subscription. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do the astro talks hopefully through that. Um, because like Instagram, I love Instagram, but like the 15 second thing drives me nuts. And then somebody just sent me like an app that like cuts, cuts it. it perfectly. And I was like, okay, I'll oh, try this. I didn't know that. <laughs> Continual. Yeah. Because yeah, it's like, I'm like, walk, I'm always walking and I'm like, oh, I gotta reset. I know. Yeah. And then it's like so different annoying. lighting. And I'm like, I look totally different. I know. Next one. <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> but yeah, so, so an app, I have somebody, uh, you know, a friend of my fiance's on Hawaii working on it. So I'm going to cool. go to Hawaii at the end of April. You'll see me there. Great. And, uh, that's what I'll be doing. That is so cool. Planning. That's awesome. And planning. then on your site, like what could people find on spiritdaughter.com? Um, well, they can find the workbooks. Mm-hmm. Which, what are the workbooks? Um, they are, you know, monthly. They, you can buy them single issue or mm-hmm. monthly subscriptions. Uh, we have the new moon workbook or the full moon workbook. Um, mm. And they're for both 
corresponding moons. Uh, they're out monthly and, you know, they tell you all about the astrology and they also give practices and exercises that you can do. Uh, lots of questions, lots of like journal prompts, things to think about, uh, you know, kind of like work you can do on yourself. There's that my moon and Scorpio comes out there. Um, and then uh, I also have crystal kits, which people can buy because that was a huge demand. I found I, I list all the crystals in the book that correspond mm-hmm. with the, oh. the new moon sign. So like Pisces, for instance, all the Pisces crystals. So I now have crystal kits that people can subscribe to. And then I also have a great blog, which I really like. And that's where I kind of like put all that stuff. Like, what does it mean that Jupiter went in retrograde? What does it mean that Mars is going out of bounds? What do these things mean? Uh, what are just rhythms of the moon? Like, what are the moon? What are you talking about, Jill? What are these moon phases? Like, tell me what the lunar cycle is. Um, so there's some like really simple stuff on the blogs and then some sort of more advanced stuff too. It's kind of like a whole, whole array of things. Um, and then your dream catchers. And then the dream, dream catchers, catchers too. which were like sold out of most of them. We have a shit. <sighs> from Bali coming. Love so that. May. And how has it changed about. that woman's life? That is awesome. She is like, um, I mean, it's just amazing. She is now the main breadwinner in her family. She supports mm-hmm. her husband and her two sons completely. Um, and she also has five of her sisters and I think two of her friends also working for her, helping her to make the dream catchers and their lives have changed too as well. Um, And that's like a major thing in Bali. It's really interesting because um, they have so many ceremonies that they do. They have to pay for them and there's a a huge tax basically Mm. on them uh, financially. It's very hard for them to get ahead because they're sort of always paying for um, like tons of stuff. They have like just you know, ceremony after ceremony after ceremony where they can't work. And then they, you know, also have to like pay for garments and things like that. And so it's made, it's actually helped her in a lot of ways because she now doesn't have to worry about paying for the things that, you know, she holds dear, which are her spirituality. Um, So it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a really special soul. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love, love that. that. This has been great. Yeah, this yeah. has been insane. <laughs> so where can our listeners connect with you? Uh, on Spirit Daughter, mm-hmm. at Spirit Daughter on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, How did you grow your following? Uh, Was it organic just, in terms of, yeah. or did you um, team up with different Bunch brands? Of butt shots or, and stuff? <laughs> just like you in a bikini gel? Is that, that's what I'm trying to do. No, it's been really organic. I, I mean, love it. it started with it. the dream catchers and then You can tell. I mean, people are so engaged. Like I just Yeah, I have really incredible. great engagement. I'm really fortunate for the community. Um I think people just you know, want an understanding of this. And I do break it down and I do make it really easy for people to understand. I don't get too crazy on it. Uh, start talking about wormholes or anything sometimes. <laughs> Next post. <laughs> Next post. Just for you guys. Wormholes. Uh, but yeah, you know, and, and it's it's been really great. And, you cool. know, it grows. And, you know, the workbook has been just picked up by a lot of like influencers and stuff who like post about yeah. it and just love just it. So and like great. that's organic. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been a really nice ride. Um, I, love I love when you highlight other, you know, people in the community too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of that. I've been doing that and that's been uh that's been great so mm-hmm. um it's just been you know nice to like give back and like I get so many photos every month of people tagging the product and um you know it's awesome and I just want them to know like it, that's so just cool. amazing I love to see mm-hmm. 
that product, I mean, this is really the alignment of my chart, basically. Like my chart, if you look at it and you understand it, like the books in some weird way are the perfect alignment of my chart. So it's just like, this is just what I'm supposed to be doing. And I did have to accept it at a certain point where I was just like, is this really happening? Mm. Yeah, I'm sure there was resistance. Totally. You know, we had a huge, we've had a couple of huge growth spurts, one in October, and then we just went through one a couple of weeks ago. And I do sometimes feel like I'm going to like lose my mind, you know, I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I need to hire more people. You know, we just moved to a fulfillment center and it's just like, nice. okay, we've got to, you know, I need to expand, you know, and there's those lessons and like scalability come in or it's just like, okay, like I need a customer support people person. I need a fulfillment center and, and, you know, and I have to remind myself that like, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah. I just have to like accept it and ride the wave, Love you know? That. So cool. Awesome. Thanks so much this for being great. here. <laughs> this is great. They're going to learn so much. Killer. Killer. killer one. I feel so lucky. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you guys for yeah. having me. We're so for excited. our listeners yeah, to connect so with you. Yeah, they're going to just another resource. Oh, you know, yeah. They're going to eat it up. Eat it up. We love all the tools. Yeah. Because if they can find something that also Yeah, oh my God, your guides are going to be. Yeah, the guides. Out the dough. Mm -hmm. Out the dough with And they're digital too. They're digital too. And there's print print and digital. digital? Print and digital. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want the print one. They're so pretty. I like to write. I have one for you. They're great for like displays. (laughs) That's why I invite you. You know what I mean? Like you can put them on. You know what I mean? Like it's, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're that. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, the graphics are insane mm-hmm. too. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, Becca's She's awesome. Job. She's so good. You should make a deck too. Uh, yeah, you're calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do. I bring we call on. Krista I like people's them. managers without her being I literally, manager. they don't want me to be a manager and I'm people's managers. I'm like, you should do this with your business. Yeah. They're like, what have yeah. you done? I'm like, it's not about me. Yeah, <laughs> we, we are in talk. Becca and I are in talks on a deck. Oh, oh yes, honey. Expect that in the next like six months or so. Yeah, so I have them. I have them out. It's just it's like finding the time. I'm I like, know. I just need more time. Totally. <laughs> It'll ha- when it's you know it will. Yeah. When it's meant to happen. Yeah, will. totally, totally. All right, we love All right, you, guys. Sis. Thanks, Thanks so for much. All right, See you next you. week. Love ya. Bye. So did your good, head, right? Did your head explode? Guys, did your head explode? Do you believe in aliens now? Are you floating in space? She's the coolest. Yeah, she rocks. So thanks so much for listening. Again, spirit daughter, Jill Winterstein. Um, we love her and we're so appreciative that she was able to come on with us. And, you know, DM us or email us if, if you have any questions that you want us to ask her when we have her on again, because we definitely will. So we're happy to sort of have your questions answered. Um, there was some girls that DM'd me before this interview when I said that we were having someone in, in the astrology space on. So we were able to get some of their questions answered. So we're happy to do that. Yeah. Um, and make sure you tag her as well as us. If you, um, you know, post this on your stories or on your Instagram, we told her that you guys are the bomb. Yeah, so we, we want you, guys you to are like, connect with her. So also we just want to thank our sponsors for today, Thrive Market, Unbound, Hum, BioClarity, and Olivine Atelier. We really appreciate you. And listen, we just want you guys to... Um, be able to have access to these brands mm-hmm. um, with a discount. It's always nice to just try new things, see if they work for you. We're never pushing them on you, but you know we love them, so we figured we'd share. So thank you guys for listening. Subscribe on iTunes, rate and review if you love the show, and share with your friends. Join us your Facebook group. See, my words are going. We should. I go. know. We should go. We should cut it off. Yeah, I would go. say <laughs> and check out the show notes for all the links to our sponsors and mm. discount codes, so you can get tons of rad stuff at a discount. Just check out our show notes. Great call. 
That's why we're partners. You're welcome. She finishes my sentences. I just wanted to put a bow on it. You put a freaking bow and a button on it. Put a bow on a button. (laughs) Okay, bye guys. Bye. (laughs)